Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Z. Back with us, our very first guest. That's right. It's good to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. Happy to be here. Happy to be catching up. We got you drinking a vibe. Yes. I got some red wine. You just came from your happy hour class. It's good. Life's we're, good. We're yeah. feeling great. We're feeling great. We're feeling sure. so good. Um, so anyone that has not listened to the very first episode of What the Fit, please go back. It's with this lovely gentleman sitting across from me. He is the, I described him as this, OG cycle instructor. He he doesn't want to claim the title. He's getting embarrassed about me complimenting him, but seriously. I'm blushing and I'm <laughs> brown, so. <laughs> He's amazing. I miss his classes so much. Um, Z, what's been your favorite workout? Talk to us. I have to say cycling still. So I, I mean, you as know, you should, it's, cycling it's what, king. It's what what I'm passionate <laughs> about, and uh, it's been uh, it's been just a an awesome. How was your class tonight? It was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was great, and that's the that's the whole thing. Is uh, I, I still am incredibly passionate about it, and very uh, driven to to teach it. And it never gets old for you. No, I mean, there's there's definitely you know days where you're on, and some days that you're sure. maybe a little off. But yeah. uh, I, I think you know with the energy of the room and the music and whatnot, yes. that's, it's, well, it's pretty quick. But you are like the energy creator. Like you are the one, like the uh, the maestro of the energy, <laughs> of the cycle bar energy. You're just like, all right, here's the playlist that I'm going to throw at you. This is what this is what we're doing. This is the journey that I'm taking you on. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the way I look at it is there's, you know, there's a room of people in there that have uh, dedicated both financial resources and their time from basically doing anything else to be there and it would be unfair and it would be a disservice to, to not bring your a game. Um, even if you don't feel it when you're walking in, uh, you have to turn it on. And honestly, uh, it, it's usually pretty, pretty genuine Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, because people can smell bullshit. That's why you're successful. You know it. So I think once, uh, you know, once that passion dies out, I feel, uh, you know, I feel like at that point I, I would need to reconsider things, but I, I don't see that happening anytime no. soon right now. So, uh, so still, still my favorite workout. It's, yeah. uh, this year has been interesting. Uh, I had a, a fusion surgery, uh, back in May. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, you been having back problems? Just wonderful world of genetics and oh, okay. nothing, uh, nothing accidental just over time. It yeah. needed to be addressed. And, uh, yeah, so I was off the bike for several months. But you taught still? I did. So <laughs> that's uh, that was the best part is uh, about three weeks in, you know, the 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 physician said, you need to try to walk as much as you can, mm-hmm. uh, obviously without pushing it. And at about three weeks in, I started feeling pretty darn good mm-hmm. and, and wanted to be back in there. Uh, I had had enough of, uh, you know, sitting at home and Watch watching Netflix, Netflix yeah. and my mom came from overseas <laughs> and fed me so much food. Um, so I needed to move around a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was, it was awesome to get to be back. And, uh, I definitely have to attribute, you know, all of that to the awesome instructors that would ride podium for me oh, while nice. I taught off the bike, taught yeah. off the bike. So I was still able to work on putting playlists together. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was a, a really refreshing experience. I was going to say, what was that like? Like you're not physically doing it with them. You're, because that's kind of how SoulCycle operates. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of studios that, that will operate like that. 
Um, the instructor's on, just like the hype yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. And somebody else is up there riding for yeah. him. It was, uh, it was super interesting. And I actually, I really enjoyed it because uh, I think it allowed for a, you know, the, our riders to see other instructors that they may have not experienced mm-hmm. yet. And everyone at cycle bar is phenomenal and mm-hmm. should be experienced. Yeah. And, um, and then on top of it, it allowed me to get a little bit more up and personal and, and kind of connect more with people. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of send positive vibes from a closer right. distance is right. the way I used to look at it. Right. And so uh, I definitely missed working out and, mm-hmm. um, and so it was really good to be back on there, just kind of working my way. Yeah. Um, you know, I started once I got cleared. You know, I did like three songs and then four songs, and and worked my way wow. up to a point where yeah. I I felt you know like I could I could go the whole class. Yeah. Or most of it. Yeah. So, That's amazing yeah. that it was like you're like I'm gonna whatever I can do. I needed like, to be in there. Yeah, like yeah. I just whatever. If it means I'm gonna sit on that bike for three minutes of a song, then that's fucking what I'll yeah. do. And then if I have to get off, great. Oh, 100 percent. Was it hard mentally to kind of be like, oh, I wish I could be there. Or, oh, I wish I could keep going. Or, no, know? not not really. It yeah. was. Um, I I thought it might be because, uh, you know, full disclosure, I'm I'm pretty type A and I'm kind of a control freak when yeah. it comes to, uh, you know, things that I, I want to be successful at. Yes. And uh. And I had to learn, you know, and I had to adjust and, and modify expectations that uh, I have to compromise it, right? right. And, and boy, it was eye-opening and uh, and definitely went astronomically better than I could have ever envisioned. That's great. And that's, you know, that's, again, attributed to the awesome people that were riding for me, yeah. um, the instructors, and then the class just feeding into the energy and you know, never making it seem like it was dull or different. Right, it, right. You know, it was, it was maybe even more. I can see that energetic. Yeah. 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 So, oh, um, so, so that that was uh, that was the year I had. Yep. Um. So the two things I was able to get back to first were cycling and swimming, and mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what I did before I had this back surgery. Right. So, um, back to that. I'm hoping as it continues to heal, I'll I'll be able to try other forms yeah. of exercise yeah. that I haven't been able to do for seven to eight years wow. since I've been dealing with, yeah, Your some chronic issue. issues. Yep. Yeah. So well, that's exciting. It, it is. Yeah. I'm going to be careful. I'm not, not looking back, you know, God, into yeah. getting into competitive flag football or, <laughs> right. uh, or, you know, volleyball or <laughs> yes. basketball. So just have to be smart about it. Ease I, into it. I owe, I owe Anna Zimmerman a pure bar class. So Ooh, yes. let me know. Yes. I'll if, go with if you. You want to come and laugh. <laughs> and I haven't forgotten. I'm I'm almost there. So <laughs> I'll totally come with you. That's amazing. So my favorite workout I've had. I did, this week has been weird for me. I've been like very disengaged with my workouts. I've just felt like just not in tune. Like I'm I, I was kind of like cranky through them. Like, I don't know. It's just been an off week for me. That's fair. Yeah. But I did have one workout at the start of the week and the week kind of progressively just got like, oh, I just got to like get through these kind of thing. I wasn't really enjoying anything, but I had one, um, it was an orange theory workout and it was just super difficult, super hard. So like, that's truly like why it was my favorite just cause it was like a ton of rowing. And then right after the rowing, we'd be doing like froggers and jump lunges and then like snatches and clean. So my legs were just like blown, Shot, yeah. blown to pieces. Um, but just the, like the, 
very difficult challenge of it was like, all right, that's going to be my favorite. Because the rest of them, I was just like, I got to do this. Yeah. I just got to like, work it through. And they're not all like amazing, fun, joyful workouts. Right. For whatever it was this week was just like, meh. Just needed to be done. Yeah. It just needed to be done. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. And I, yeah. I think, yeah, you got you to gotta start tapping into kind of a deep sense of inner motivation to, yeah exactly to just plug through and i'm like i know i'll feel better when yes, it's done exactly. like that whole like yeah. thing whatever it is and like yeah if it means that like this morning i went to orange theory and i just didn't want to go yeah. i just didn't just wasn't in the mood i'm like trying to find one piece of it that i'm going to be happy about just like wasn't there and and i have to like go right you know like, go to work after and so the, the last like part of the workout was like three minutes on the rower. And I was just like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm busting out. Early. And that, like, and that's I'm, okay. It's yeah. totally okay. I was just like, I already didn't want to do this. I made it 50 minutes of the class, like last three minutes. Yeah. Peace out. I'm just like going to go start my emails. But no. And I, yeah. and I think, I think that's, you know, super important to realize that because, uh, you know, I, I always talk about this in classes, you know, as people were sometimes on and sometimes off. Yeah. And could you just imagine how boring life would be if everyone was on all the time? I feel like that's, I know that's where the uniqueness and right. Yeah. And, and the variations like, come from is we all have these cyclical moments and cyclical days that yes. you, you know, I've, I've driven till I swim at LA fitness and uh -huh. I've sat in my car for 30 minutes trying to find every excuse not to go know, in there i know i've had those days yeah um yeah it's like yeah. what's this attachment to like every day we have to be on right every day we, it has to be yeah. so high energy and we have to be so feeling great it's like how how in the fuck is that even possible no it's it, not it, possible it's not it's it, it's that's the importance of just uh maintaining truth to yourself yeah um yeah. because it's i think it's a lot better to to be able to give you know what you can than give nothing at all right and uh and then understand that you'll make up for it mm -hmm. in other days. Right. right? Yeah. Other days it'll yeah. be great. Other exactly. days you'll be so excited to yep. get there. You'll walk out feeling amazing. You'll do that extra row and then some. And like, then some, yeah. Right. But like, why is this over? Yeah. yeah right. For sure. So not me for this sure. week. Not but me. no, that, it's, you got through it. That's all that matters. I, I did it. I yeah. did it. So what do you want to talk about? What's your thing? Your fitness, wellness, trend, thing, anything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't. I, I think the, the most uh, important thing I think a couple things that I, I talk about is, mm -hmm. is the importance of, uh, you know, fitness and and health in terms of your mental health mm -hmm. and and it's it's super critical because um, I think anyone can attest to this. I think if you walk into a a space and you know you're not feeling good about yourself or you've had a rough day at mm -hmm. work or you know, your kids were assholes and it, it happens, you <laughs> yeah, know, it's, sure. it's just kids have bad days yeah, too, bad days too. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, or your, your boss was being a prick or, mm -hmm. uh, just a million reasons why life can steer you wrong. Sometimes, uh, I, I think if, if you focus on taking care of yourself, mm. um, for 30, 45, 60 minutes of that day and just focus on you, and really try to disconnect from not only the negatives outside, but even the good things and just yeah. exist in your self. Yeah. I think it's so critical for everyone to take that time, whether it's through 
fitness or other passions that we have. Yeah. Um, and make sure that you surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you and elevate you. Yeah. Versus, um, you know, trying to do things on your own, right? Sometimes we need a little pick me up and it's, yes. it's, it's tough to find it, you know, in, in solitude, right? Like it's, it's so tough. It is. Humans are not meant to find no, it. No, we're not. <laughs> to get so, encouragement from other people. We're yeah, social creatures. It is. It, it's so accurate. And then, uh, you know, on top of it, even if it's a matter of there, there being no interactions with anyone, you know, at a cycle bar class or orange theory mm-hmm. class, I think the sense of togetherness and the sense of community that uh, these, especially these boutique fitness yeah. studios offer, it's it's just so exceptional for oh, God, yeah. the mental state of being for us all. I so, mean, I, we've said this before on your episode, like your classes, you can go there and I'm like sobbing into my towel. You have such a way of bringing everyone together, making people feel connected and just like, yes, like this is why we're here. Like this is, this is a the human experience to be like doing something together right and like yes now that we're, we're suff- suffering in quotes right <laughs> suffering in quotes but yeah of course it's challenging but like we're all in it together not just that we're in this class together sure. but like we're all in this human experience together yeah, absolutely it's um you know we we have to look at things as you know as snapshots in time mm-hmm. right and um and it's important to to try to not get too far ahead of ourselves Mm -hmm. and look into our future or dig into our distant past and, and really forget about the moments we're in. Right. And that's, um, that's just, it's so important to appreciate that. And I, and I think that's become much more evident for myself since I've had, you know, now a three and a half year old Mm -hmm. is just watching this transformation and it just, it seems like I blinked and it was, you know, it was over. It was, right. it, or it's at least those three and a half years are where they're at right now. And it's crazy. And it's so I've learned to just sit back, you know, yeah. and appreciate him and enjoy him and, um, and my family and my wife and my friends. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's just so critical to exist in your moment because that's like, it sounds cliche, but that's the only thing that's promised no, is for sure exactly real. where you're at. <laughs> yeah. Right like now. right here. This yeah. is it. This is it. So, um, so it it's that's kind of what I want my class to to think about. That's what I want the people yeah. in there to realize is this moment is, you know, different than any other moment. And it's a moment in time that will never be replicated yep. exactly as it is mm-hmm. right now. Um, and just just to think about it and enjoy that experience, that, yeah. you know. Even through the suffering, right. quote unquote. Right, right. Oh, you want? I want to be on a bike right now. I want to be pedaling hard. I don't. You. I got, I got off of one like forty minutes. I ago, know so. you're probably still riding. High. <laughs> you guys, this is what his class is like. Like if you're listening to hear hear him talk, like imagine you're in a dark room and you're sweating and you have a killer playlist, and then he's saying these words to you. Like you guys, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Okay, so my thing that I want to talk about it's more of a story, but I've okay. just had some really great experiences lately with connecting over like the positive power of fitness with my family members. Okay. So my brother Richard was visiting last weekend from Charlotte and we don't get to see each other very often, obviously. And um, I want to take him to my very favorite hip hop yoga class. Okay. We talk about all the time. Hi-Fi yoga, Tommy. Hello. 
Um, Sup, Tommy? Yeah, he's so great. You would love Tommy. You and Tommy would get along so well. Just side next, note. Next um, on the list after he, Anna. All right. Yeah, you yeah. got to go. You got to go. And he, yeah, he's... Okay, we'll talk about it later. Anyways, so Richard has never done a yoga class in his life. No yoga. He he lifts weights. Like he is like a lifter, a bro lifter in the weight room. Okay. Right? He'll spend like an hour and a half lifting weights. So he's like in shape, physically fit guy, but has never done yoga. So I was very grateful that he was going to come with me to this class. And I think I like kind of sold him like it's hip hop yoga. He loves hip hop. I'm like, okay. they'll, be, they'll be playing hip hop music like... We'll sit in the, we'll go in the back. Like it's totally approachable, whatever. I didn't even have to sell him that hard, which is awesome. So we get there, we walk in and the week before I had told Tommy, I'm like, my brother's coming. He's never done yoga. He's like, yeah, bring him. Fuck yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> so we get in and I'm like, Tommy, this is my brother. And Tommy's like, oh, great. I'm going to take you right to the edge of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's like, oh my God, what does this mean? So we get in, we get in there and I'm, so we get started and it's hot yoga too. So not only it's, it's, it's totally it's challenging hot, okay yeah That's tommy's a challenging intense, teacher yeah. it's intense yeah so i have the experience where i'm starting like is he okay like is, is he gonna like it you know i'm like worrying so much about his experience i'm like okay stop you know focus on what you're doing he will have whatever experience he's going to sure. have like you can't micromanage it you're not responsible for it there's Just, nothing you can say or do no, at that point no no he's no. in tommy's hands yeah yep. <laughs> he's in tommy's hands <laughs> he's in good hands um so and it was it's just and you'll appreciate this too like it's just some there's something special right about like sweating next to someone you love working working out with someone you love and you're so close to like that in in itself was just like an incredible experience that would look over and you know he he'd be like just like sitting there maybe in a break period like looking at everyone like what the fuck is this is this done (laughs) exactly exactly but he was hanging in there he was doing well so we get done with the class and and I'm like, what'd you think? And he's like, wow, that was, oh, why? Wow, uh, I think I got to process that. And I was like, you should. You should absolutely take some time to process that. And I've never heard him like say that before. Yeah. But he, he was like, I feel great. I feel amazing. And and we did a lot of like hip opening stuff, which like that has a lot of like emotional release. And I was like, yeah, just take your time to process it. So we get in the car and he's like, I feel like I'm high. This is, I feel amazing. Like while it was happening, it was not that pleasant. And like, I only remember the first song and the last song. Yep. Like I couldn't tell you any song in between. He's like, I feel like it's a whole new day. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. went in and I was just like beaming ear to ear to be like, oh, cause I mean, I've had that experience too. Like after not even just yoga, but cycle, any kind of like group fitness class. So I was just like, so happy that we like got to share that together. And then also my grandma who is, going to be 70 no is 76 just turned 76 happy birthday yep yep goes to um a, a yoga class she goes she loves group fitness awesome she goes to so many group fitness classes at the ymca and at her town that's fantastic and i was home recently and she's like i have to tell you about this yoga class and i was like please fucking tell me about this yoga class grandma she's going on and on that it was an, it's a spiritual experience for her and she goes to church all the time and she's never felt like this before and she just loved how the instructor was leading her through and she's just like so hyped and like talking about it. and I was like you're it's like you're talking about your favorite workout you know like yeah, it was awesome. like the cutest thing <laughs> and so I just like was so because obviously fitness is so important to me and such like a big passion of sure. mine so then to like hear people that I love to like reap some of those 
same benefits. Yeah. I was like, oh, it just feels good. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It sure yeah. is. Yeah. And it's just like shows just how truly important movement and fitness is to your overall health and well-being just how it can seriously make you feel like it yep. can make you feel fucking high it can it does something to your brain it does it it's does crazy. It, yeah i'm i'm excited too i'm uh my uh my my brother and his family are coming to visit over thanksgiving and mm-hmm. uh my my niece who's a teenager i think 12 or so yeah has been asking to come to class so oh, i'm gonna it's the best it's gonna be the first experience I, t- I took my brother before he couldn't he couldn't walk straight for the next yeah. couple of days, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but my niece yeah my niece I guess has been doing it in Houston, um, not at a cycle bar but yeah but like some like other cycling, cycling studio and yeah. she wants to take take my class so I'm I'm excited to to get to share that with her it's awesome yeah, it's it a is. great thing to share and it is together. A- absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yep for sure okay Z wild card this was especially for you oh. because you are the king of the playlist what are the top Three songs you're loving to work out to right now. Okay, that's fair. I think that's going to be tough. It's um, hard. <laughs> it's hard. So three though, you get three. Yeah, it's that. That's a much better it's than helpful. the single. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'd walk out if it was just <laughs> one. But uh, but yeah, I, I, music is just so so interesting because it's it's one of those obviously those things that makes or breaks a class. And uh, yep, totally. And you know, I, I that's that's what I value the most is is putting these playlists together mm-hmm. trying to be considerate of all demographics and genders and you know age groups in the room right but at the same time i have to be true to myself because i'm not yes. gonna play shit i don't like. No, you can't so you'll i'm sure this is gonna piss a lot of people off but you'll never hear taylor swift in my class right, right. because i just There's would no, never listen done. to that yeah just i just <laughs> no, won't it's fine um I can if, have a cycle class without Taylor Swift. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> if and if I play, you know, if I play pop music and, um, you know, it's usually remixes or mashups. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's there's always room for a twist. That's yeah. Uh, That's the thing about Tommy too. Another like, so it, their studio is called Hi Fi uh-huh. because it's like only center. It's all centered on music. Awesome. Their whole yoga, yeah. everything is like curated by the playlist. Comes exactly. first. Exactly. You, oh, I got to get you guys together. No, we got to go out for drinks. We we got it. We, yeah. we definitely do. Yeah. Just just talk music. Yep. So, yep. So I think, um, yeah, I, I think uh, probably a few of my favorite songs. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Grizz. I just went to his concert oh, in, in October when he was here. So good. Um, I, I don't I don't think I was. I I may have been out of town, but I well, knew we he, were I, sober because you did sober October too. <laughs> I was sober oh, there for Grizz. Yeah, I saw him when he was he played at Bunbury. A few yes, years ago. that show is um, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, he's so good. He's so good, and. Uh, um, can't get enough. Awesome, awesome beat, yep. and uh, just so good to climb to. It's, mm-hmm. Sometimes you just don't want to think about what you're doing, and you yeah, just kind of want to. Sometimes I don't want to think about what I'm doing when I'm yeah, climbing. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to sway to the music, turn resistance up, and it's just such a perfect song for that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's uh, that's one of my top favorite favorite artists of all time is Avicii. There is no no doubt, and no one that's ever able to to replicate what he's done yeah. or will do yeah um because i hope there's more albums that are coming out like the last one that just came music. out yeah yes um uh off the latest album the last song is called fades away mm-hmm. and it's uh it's just this beautiful almost like symphonic string based mm. song with just an amazing vocalist it's compiled in such a brilliant manner mm. like he could only do 
and I, I've used it in class, but uh, I also like to share my my music with my kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in the in the car we you know, he'll ask for Avicii, he'll ask for Elenium. He's oh my three and a half. God, that's amazing. I, I haven't heard a nursery <laughs> rhyme in six months. So um so it's all Play Elenium. Play, Dad. Yeah, he loves <laughs> Uh, he loves um, "Good Things Fall Apart" by Elenium. Oh my gosh! He, he calls it the dramatic song because in the chorus, that's what he he knows that word because I tell him to stop being dramatic sometimes. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the best. Um, so yeah. So I've every time he he asks for these songs that he likes, I I'll send uh, Spotify URLs to my wife because I was, I'm like, if he asks for the, you know he says this word, he right. wants this song. Yeah. Because it's a foreign language sometimes, you know? That's amazing. Um, so, so Fades Away is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, and then uh, there's this awesome remix of uh, a song called Phone Down yeah. uh, by Lost Kings. Yes, I know this. Okay. I don't know if I know this if this remix, though. The, I'm going to look it up. The remix is, um, as, as one writer told me, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, literally came up and said that was the greatest song for choreography I've ever heard in a cycling Ooh. class. It is just amazing. The beat Damn. is phenomenal. The yeah. drop's phenomenal. The whole song is centered around putting the, Put fucking, the fucking phone, phone down. down, right? <laughs> and shit, how relevant in this day and age. So relevant. And we're all guilty of it. Yes, um, totally. And and so it's, it's, just, it's just powerful. Powerful. And yeah. it kind of reminds you that we can still have in-person interactions and conversations like we're doing now yes without swiping through the bullshit of instagram and you know the politics of this world Mm -hmm. and you know seeing what other people are doing and living instead of focusing on what we should be doing right we live other people's lives instead of our own yeah and and you know and i'm a social media person to some extent i don't really care to abuse it or utilize it too much, but yep. we're all guilty yeah, for sure. of it. And I understand that it's needed for this day and age mm-hmm. for businesses and uh, whatnot. But, uh, but sometimes it's, it's just, it's just so critical to, again, you know, exist in that yeah. moment. Right. And, and so that song has always been a that's reminder. A, that's a good one. Yes. That's it's a, a great one. one. Yeah. It's a great reminder. I got to listen to that remix. Yeah. It's, it's a dope remix. So, yeah. uh, so those are probably my, my three favorite. Those are great. They are, yeah. And then I'm a big metalhead. Like I love rock too. <laughs> I I play like one or two songs, maybe yeah, a class. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I have um I have my own side mm-hmm. and my own Spotify. Like, this playlist. isn't for Cycle Bar. This, this is, is for me. This is yeah. for Z, right? <laughs> yeah. Um sometimes you have to just disconnect work and pleasure. Yeah, and yeah, uh yeah. I'm an eighties kid and I grew up with Metallica mm-hmm. and Pantera and just mm-hmm. uh I like heavy metal music still to this day and age. Fucking and, um, do it. You know, and I and I yep, and and I do and that's my range is yeah. you know, metal and I love Mumford and Sons and I love EDM. All the way hip-hop. to EDM that yeah. <laughs> um I hate mumble rap, never <laughs> just can't get on board with that. But uh, but like Post Malone is phenomenal. He's on he's on my list. Right he's now. on your list. On I was list. gonna ask you. My go. My list. So since the summer when I did the June jump rope challenge and I would have like, so I jump every day for 10 minutes. And so I have like wow. three songs. So it's like about 10 minutes. Right. Okay. And the one song that I still like, and it might be like psychologically ingrained in me sure. because of like, I d- jumped to it. So yeah. now when I hear that, like I want to work out, yep. 
The London okay. by Young Thug. <laughs> <laughs> it's hip hop song. It's great. I love it. Gets me going. That's all that San matters. Tropez, Post okay. Malone. Yeah. That's I, I some people are are critical of the new album and they're like Beer Bongs and Bentley's was better, but I fucking love the it's new so album. It's so good. I really love it. It's so good. The he's so- trying to be a little rocker. Ozzy? Yeah, he's getting a little rock thing to him. I'm down. I'm I will take whatever he wants yeah. to give me. I'm a posty fan through and through. Ditto. Love it. Yeah. And then um you're going to laugh at me, but this it, I really want to work out to the song Act Up by City Girls. Do you know it? No. <laughs> Just go listen to you, it later. You're gonna you gonna hit, no. hit the chorus for us? No, no, I could I could not. <laughs> All right. You you'll listen to it later whenever you remember, and then text me <laughs> once you've listened to it because you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" No, it's, when That's I'm back good. here in a year, I'll just go, yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> I gotta come before that. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having. I me. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming back, you guys. You gotta go check out his class. Go check out his episode. He's awesome. Cycle Bar Hyde Park. Come, Ooh, yes. Come ride. Yeah. Thanks. My guest today would have my 16-year-old wannabe skater girl self so excited. She is a surfer of concrete and working to help clients overcome fear and find success in their fitness journey. Creator of Keep Her Wild, a Cincinnati-based skate collective, podcast host and upcoming speaker at TEDx Cincinnati Women, she wants to build you into a fierce and feminine creature. She thinks she is going to get me on a skateboard tonight, but that is most certainly not happening. Please welcome Meg's Gelfgott. Chrissy, what's <laughs> up, girl? This is a good Friday night we're about to have. We're about to have a great Friday night. It's going to start off with a tequila shot. Oh, yeah. Meg's already has some whiskey. We've got some it was a red... warm-up. It was a warm-up we, whiskey. Hey, it didn't count. Hey, <laughs> totally. We have some red wine, breathing. It's Friday night. Mm. We've had a day. We've had a week. We've had a day. As, I feel like always. No one comes around and is like, my week's been fantastic. I don't need to do anything at all to relax from it. Mm, <laughs> no mm, one says mm, that. Mm. Okay, cheers, girl. Oh, oh it tastes like college and regret. All mm. just rolled together. Yum. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. So I, normally I bring a shaker because, as you guys know, listeners know, I like my tequila chilled. Chilled shots of tequila. Warm shots of tequila taste like fucking Mexican feet. It's nasty. It's <laughs> very specific. No one likes it. <laughs> if they do, they're wrong. That's like plain and simple. But I forgot the shaker today. So I just had a Ziploc baggie of ice that I poured the tequila in, shook the baggie of ice, and then poured it into the shots. Listen, you guys should be really impressed with your girl because she is creative and resourceful. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was problem solving like I mm-hmm. have never seen mm-hmm. in just a moment's note. She's like, yeah. you know what? Adapt and overcome. Yep. I'm going to find a way to get myself a chilled tequila. We Let's go. We did it. <laughs> uh, well, Megs, thank you so much for being here tonight. I feel like I told you this already, but I've been, you know, have my eye on you via Instagram as we do. First saw you in like a shop the wolf pack ad. You know, this like fucking cool girl with tons of hair on a skateboard in Ohio. I'm like, who is this chick? I've got to check her out. Then I see your handle is hustle and lift. I'm like, yes, great. <laughs> Follow immediately. I, I ha- a roundabout way of like someone that I knew, knew you. I'm like, can you make an introduction? They made an introduction. And my favorite part of this whole story is the velocity of which we met and we're like, we'll yes. get coffee, we'll record. Like it was so fast. I appreciate that so much. Uh, you know what is some of 
my worst qualities is that I'm a terrible texter, specifically a group texter. Oh, group um, texts so, are so hard. So this mutual friend that we have, uh, she recently had put me on a different group text that had like 30 women on it. Anna wasn't into that. Um, and so, and so, but what was so awesome is that when I get this group text, which again, I'm so bad at opening text. And I just happened to have my phone in my hand and saw it. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly who this is. <laughs> this is this is go time. And recently I was on a podcast where there was no drinking and there was no swearing. Oh, and that's hard. this is different. <laughs> yeah. and I am like, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do it right yeah. now. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, Megs, we need to like get into it all. I have lots of questions. We had coffee, but I specifically was like, I don't want to know too much because I really want to use the time on the podcast wisely. So again, briefly mentioned in your intro, skater, fucking cool. Like who? <laughs> Best, who? She's like my permanent hype woman who? with that intro. <laughs> in the early 2000s, 2000s did not want to be a skater chick. Yeah. Like what was that? Who was influencing that? I was binge watching Lords of Dogtown, shopping at PacSun, wearing Roxy, my board shorts, my fucking puka sh- And I lived in the middle of Ohio. Oh, I love, I am just so into this description already. I can remember, <laughs> let's take it back to 2000. Let's yeah. do it. R&B was hot back yeah. then. Um, I, what's so funny is that back in the day um, when I could have learned to skate, I went to a small private Christian high school. Like my uh-huh. graduating senior class had like i think maybe like 30 or 40 kids in it oh, and like shit. 80 percent of them i had been in, been with since kindergarten so i had a very kind of bubble in and that. where is this this is in tucson arizona tucson okay but i didn't know skateboarders i didn't i wasn't around it it wasn't something that i saw but you know when you talk about the early 2000s i think of the two movies that were more like fringe that i was really into was hackers shout out early angelina jolie oh yeah and um empire records Liv Tyler. Oh, yeah. And uh, who's the Bridget Jones girl? Uh, Renee. Yeah, right. Zellweger. She was, yeah. a, she was a smoke show back in the day. Yes, for sure. But for that sure. was like, and now granted, they weren't skaters, but that was kind of like my intro into like the fringe where I'm like, oh. Maybe it was just the that? idea of it being fringe that I was like so into. Because like you're just trying to like rebel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, if I was like that show MTV made. I always wanted to be made into a surfer or a skater and or like both of them. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so just kind of jump in yeah. on the skating side yeah, of things. Yeah. Well, wherever you want to start and you're not allowed to gloss over the fact that you work for border patrol, which you told me that you're like, it's not right, a big deal. I can already feel people's like, like rear ends puckering when they hear they're like, she worked for border patrol. How dare you? All right. It was a different time. I was right out of college. This was like, you lived in Arizona. I was li- exactly. I lived yeah. in Arizona. It was different. Um, so uh, I, let's start with the skating part. Yeah. That's kind please. of this interesting evolution. Um, so as Chrissy said, I live here in Cincinnati now, but I have not always, I'm from Arizona originally. And, uh, I grew up always kind of playing sports, being athletic, uh, mm-hmm. worked in gyms and I got into surfing in my early twenties. Um, you know, Tucson wasn't that far from San Diego. So yeah. we would do kind of these weekend trips to learn to surf. Oh. I was really into it. Loved it. Um, were you afraid of sharks ever? No, they weren't, they weren't as like prevalent as they are now. Wait, I what feel do you mean? like there's like an increase in, in shark population. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe you're just hearing about it more. Social media wasn't really like that big of it. I mean, it was MySpace back then. Yep, Maybe you had yep. like the top seven, totally. top 10, whatever. Yes, totally. Boom. I had the other day, I have to really quick side note. My friend and I were out. It was like around Halloween. We we're like in costumes and we wanted to get a picture. And this guy, we like asked a bartender to take it. 
he fucking takes it from like this absurd high angle. He's like, oh yeah, I want to give you that MySpace angle. I'm like, no one fucking <laughs> wants a MySpace <laughs> angle anymore. Like no one wants that. Put the fucking thing you in portrait what? mode. Give me some good lighting. Maybe he's onto something. No. That MySpace angle. Oh, that's great. You know exactly what I'm talking about too. Like it's real high overhead. Climbing up on the chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I do appreciate when someone goes high with a tilt. That works for yes. everybody's looking great yes. from that yes. angle. Yes, maybe that's what he was trying to do. But oh, uh, so anyways, awesome. okay, social media wasn't around. You social weren't afraid of sharks. Social media wasn't around. Um, and so, but I, I had virtually no experience or exposure to skateboarding, longboarding, anything like that. Um, in college, I went to the University of Arizona. I mm-hmm. had a friend, Mikey Klein, who uh, started Road Rash Board Company out of his house, his mm-hmm. apartment. And he made me a longboard in college. And I was so scared of it. I was scared of looking dumb. That's what it came down to. Okay. I never rode it to class. I mean, it was a D1 college. So there's a ton of people around. And yeah. I wasn't going to be that girl who's like wiping out with books. Like I, I it was a... Let's I would say it was pre-confident. My fears would not have been afraid of looking dumb. Like I would be afraid I'm gonna rip my face off. I'm gonna <laughs> That's knock also a all valid, my teeth out. Like valid I'm gonna like tear my ACL. Oh yeah, that's actually I probably should have been more afraid of those things than just being <laughs> dumb. Um, and so I I moved around and I moved with this longboard and it was beautiful. It was handmade, hand painted. And it wasn't until I came here to Cincinnati and I've been here for about eight years and this kind of venture into being a new wife and then a mm-hmm. mom and kind of uh, it was this was around 29 mm-hmm. where I had this just like aha moment um, and not in a good way. Like you just kind of wake up and I didn't recognize my body. I didn't recognize this like super tamed life that I had created for myself mm-hmm. that really felt like this suburban prison Mm. um i i felt like i was surrounded by specifically women in female community um that were friends of convenience because i was from out of state yeah and i I, i'm going to talk specifically about mom's groups Mm. you know i um (laughs) i was going to these mom's groups where what is a mom's group like what do you do Great question. Um, so a mom's group is there's a couple things. So I was going to some that had been like through our church and then others that were like kind of like play dates. You just okay. kind of find people. It's like then, a book club, but you have kids. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Yes. And um, it, part of it was the area of town that I was in, but I could not have felt more out of place. Yeah. It was so much passive one upping on mothering techniques oh, and no. like. And, you know, like these kind of Pinterest houses with the seasonal pillows and the... Were there a lot of words on the walls? A lot of words, a lot of live, laugh, love, (laughs) people, a lot of that. I'm like, oh, no, I immediately dislike you. (laughs) Um, And so, but, you know, more than that, it just felt like this superficial, um, you know, like, like, it just didn't feel real, you know, yeah. like where everything, there's there was no creativity. So, there's no, there was none of that. And there was so much effort placed on things like, did your expensive shoes match your purse? And oh. that, and that it just ha- was never anything that I had previously found interest in. I mm-hmm. kind of aired more as a tomboy. Yeah. And I, so kind of during this aha moment, I'm like, is there, is there anything that I feel like I'm really pushing outside of my comfort zone? I was comfortable in work. Mm-hmm. was good at what I was doing. I felt like I knew the ropes, but I, there was no real personal growth or areas that I felt like I was taking risks. And so at 29, I kind of had this mini rebellion. Um, you know, some would call it like a little 29 midlife crisis. Um, but really, <laughs> Hopefully not the 
but you know, like in, in hindsight, in, in prepping for the TED talk, um, I really did a lot of reflecting of like, oh, this was all born from feeling like I was being tamed in a way that I, I was not willing to settle for, for yeah. like another 30 years of this, like these just fake friends yeah. and fake conversations. Like I wanted to go deep with people and I just felt like I, I, didn't feel brave enough to like really step out and be an individual in a way that I didn't see around me. Yeah. And so that rebellion really started with taking that longboard that I'd had for at this point, seven, eight years. And I went to this empty parking Just lot one day, one day. And it, the, the thing that's significant about the empty parking lot was that, you know, here I was kind of this like rebellion of I'm going to do this and this is badass. And I didn't know any badass moms. I was going to become one. Yeah. And, but it wasn't so brave that I would do it publicly yet. Right. Um, so it was this kind of like closet, like confidence builder of empty parking lots, which sounds, sounds super sketchy. I know. Um, and it was, this is going to hurt and this is going to, this is going to be hard. How and did you just like this. got out there and like put, skated around? Yeah. It, <laughs> there was zero plan and a board and me and probably like just over caffeinated and, I started with a longboard, and if you've ever been uh, on any type of board, wakeboard, surfboard, anything like that, a longboard <laughs> is the easiest because they're so long, they're so wide, and they're super stable. So you're not going to flip over. And so what was cool is that it really was a confidence builder of, I can do this, and this is great, and this is super fun. And so it was this kind of slow roll progression. Now, as I got into longboarding, and I'm like, this is a thing, and I feel like freedom here and I felt like I was kind of taking back ownership and control of my life the people around me did not understand this fascination no I can't imagine that I was I, you know I'm I'm with nothing but in in you know my husband would be included in this of just yuppies mm -hmm. where it was what are you doing they yes. certainly weren't skating you no. know like you're gonna get hurt yes. what are you doing you're a mother there was a lot of that um wow. and and so it almost like fueled the rebellion a little bit yeah. Um, because I just so, you know, there, not that there is anything wrong with suburbia. I live in the suburbs. I have grown to really appreciate things about it. But at the time, it just felt this this like big girl life chapter of post-grad yeah. new new identity. And mm -hmm. I felt lost in it. It's like you associated that with like feeling caged. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I get it. Um, and so, you know. It, it was kind of around this time that I started seeing momentum and confidence just within myself where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start documenting this journey. Yeah. Well, I'm it's like if you it. did something you never thought you could do and then finally you're doing it, then that is like the biggest way, the most important way to start just feeling better about yourself. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. And you hear people say it over and over again. I know people are like rolling their eyes, but like it's the fucking truth. It's the truth, you know. And um, and at that time, I uh, had an online uh, training company called Live the Pride, mm. and we focus on downloadable programs for women specifically. And so with it being an online company, we had filmed a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And that was kind of the first snippet of showcasing some of this skating that I was just doing for fun. Yeah. And and still by yourself. You don't have like nope, you don't have nope. anyone teaching you how to do this. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> do you do you do you feel because of your surfing background there was a a natural like at least feel of your body on something like that? Yeah, and you know, and I think also just like growing up playing sports definitely helped. Like you're being like an athletic athlete, helped. Yeah. But you know what I've kind of found now that I teach women to to skate um, is that those things do help and it can yeah. shorten the learning curve, but. It's not a difficult thing, it's especially a with a longboard. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, there's for, certainly some people gravitate to it faster than others, but 
it's one of those things that on at least as, as far as longboarding is concerned that i it just so encouraged for for people because there's just so many great benefits that come from it and it is an easier skill to learn than let's say skateboarding tricks okay um, so okay a longboard longboard wide longer a skateboard is like what, more of what we think of like mm-hmm. okay yeah and it, i mean and it really comes down to things like dimensions um i said a, a longboard is going to be a little wider too it's a, oh, okay. it's a different um wheelbase so there that makes them more stable um but really anything over about 40 inches is going to be considered a longboard can you do tricks with them or is that more just like a gliding yeah, yeah, around yeah. there's a what so there's like this whole like subculture of the, what's called longboard dancing and it's like literally Whoa. people doing like crazy footwork on it um yeah it's that's i i don't personally do that um yeah. but but yeah. you do do tricks on skateboards yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's how, how long did it take you to do tricks so i've only been doing traditional skateboarding which is the shorter board that you would see at like a skate park um for maybe less than a year i've been skating in general i'd say heavily for close to three um, my absolute favorite is what's called a surf skate. And so lengthwise, it's going to be in between a longboard and a skateboard. Mm-hmm. But the Trek system, which is the wheels, uh, basically, it, it's a completely different setup. So it would be a land trainer for a surfboard. So everything about how it moves, it's a sharper turn. Um, it's really more like cruising a wave, oh, but on wow. concrete. And that's kind of what that's my absolute favorite. I love that. Oh. And it's similar to a longboard in that it's easier to learn. Um, But it's got more in terms of like what you can do with it than you could do with a longboard. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like the really the the bigger message to to all of this is while this started as this mini rebellion mm-hmm. um and as it was getting traction you know I, I mentioned live the pride i was getting messages from women that were saying things like i wish i was brave enough to do that i've always wanted to learn to skateboard yeah that's and, exactly what i would say and these were the very <laughs> women that i felt previously like i couldn't be authentic and real with i mean these were stay-at-home moms mm. and doctors and like and these were it was really spreading in terms of it was women across the u.s that i had no other connection to that would just see videos and felt compelled to reach out and so mm-hmm. while it would start with skateboarding it always evolved very quickly into them just not feeling like they belonged somewhere yeah um were you using your platform from like online training at this point or is this totally different yeah this it, it had started um through the the online training side and then and this as, was like like personal training right mm-hmm. like fitness stuff yep, for women. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and we definitely we we still do that and that's mm-hmm. what i was just so excited to talk about is just the fitness component of this yeah um because you know this was born out of our you know our love and appreciation for fitness and just moving your body wherever you are yes. and and with the with the pride you know um so much of our our language was around being a, a lioness and in a, a pride of, of lionesses together and yeah. kind of feeling like women are built to be in community. Yes. And that it, for me moving to Cincinnati and feeling like I, I didn't have a, a didn't strong belong. community, didn't yeah. belong. And also, you know, I, I, I can remember things like, how do you make friends as an adult? You know, I'd like yeah. to think that I'm a fairly confident person and you have, you know, good interactions, but it, I would see people at the gym and I'm like, you get you want to be friends we should work out together sometime you know right, it's just like really right. weird like totally. well now it's just like the dm slide in <laughs> oh sliding in hard to those DMs, I've, I've right had, <laughs> i've made so many friends through instagram mm-hmm. i mean it's been amazing mm-hmm. it's great but you know it's it, 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 it is hard as an adult and especially when you're in a new place and i yeah. think especially a place like cincinnati mm-hmm. where it can be known as like kind of clicky people stay around you don't know what high school you fucking no, yeah that's to. it the and first question what high schools did you go to i'm right? not i'm not from here either but um i always kind of had like a friend base like from college or whatever but right. i get i totally get how that is like 
people come and they're like, Ugh, it's a, it's great. I mean, it's amazing yeah. once you can like find your people, but I can totally get, especially in the suburbs too. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't even fucking imagine. And so don't worry guys, Chrissy is going to start doing videos soon as a segue, but because you cannot see me, I am in yoga pants and a cropped long sleeve that says ACDC on it. And I'm in, it looks very cute. Thank you. And I'm in Vans and that, so imagine that, but in, you know, with fancy people not that there's anything wrong with that I love to get dressed up but that is not my normal I have all of the dry shampoo in my hair wearing a like a three-day top knot let's be honest maybe a six-day and you know (laughs) and so for for me finding a place that while it it started with skating it was really just this outlet to like oh I am enough who Mm -hmm. I am and like my weirdness is okay and I can still find commonalities with these women that I felt like were judging me but in actuality that was my stuff that wasn't necessarily something they were putting on me yeah um and so you know skating really kind of helped unlock just pieces of my identity that came down to like I'm fierce by nature and that Mm -hmm. was something that we were preaching on the fitness side to these women that we were helping in transition but I'm like but what about what does that look like for me right I this was something that I had wanted to do and I wasn't brave enough to like step out Mm -hmm. and so you know at at this time like I'm feeling awesome and I'm getting DMs and I was just like I'm riding high I'm teaching my at the time three-year-old little ginger snap daughter how to skate and so you know imagine these two gingers just like a girl gang (laughs) skating around the suburbs they didn't know what to do with us you know cars are slowing by like I mean they were not fans of us yeah but at that point I'm like I what can I not conquer I was so into this I totally get that feeling and then um and then life happened you know um within a one it was like a one week period, more or less. Um, I was diagnosed with a heart condition and went to the oh, hospital shit. because I thought I was dehydrated. And by the way, for those of you who have ever had an ER visit, my my husband's like, we're going. I feel like your heart rate's irregular. I'm like, I'm dehydrated. I'm not paying a thousand dollars so they can give me a banana bag. Yeah. Like I did not want to go to the hospital. And from the time we walked in the door to the time that they had paddles on my chest was like 10 minutes. It was, it was just one of those, like everything stops moments. You know, I still remember this room that we were in, in their kind of like trauma center where it kind of, everything opens up, you know, like suddenly this small room became a big room and there's bright lights and there's people coming and going. And I, my, my husband was holding my daughter. They were, we were all in this room together and they're like, sir, sir, you can't be in here. And I'm like, what's happening? They're they're putting these things on my chest. They're like, listen, this is going to hurt, but we're going to give you something to take away your short-term memory. I'm like, what? Like it, in, um, what is, is this it? men in black? I, they I think like- it was, uh, is it fentanyl or I, I don't know. I don't know. I, my, my nurse is out there. They're like shouting out whatever Isn't it is. Fentanyl like a, like a, like a paint, like a serious, serious painkiller. Uh, well, whatever it was, it takes, like, I remember them giving it to me and I remember them closing these curtains and staring at these curtains and the next thing I know I had a phone in my hand and I was talking to my mom so I'm not sure when I kind of came to but and I looked down and I had these burns on my chest and so the way that uh, Wolf Parkinson's white works is that it's a electrical issue and so when you kick into a rhythm your heart basically starts to double time so then think of a, a circuit in terms of a circle so when these rhythms kick on you'll get these little offshoots and so my heart rate would go from 60 to 180 <gasps> 120 and so I'm just kind of bouncing around and so the problem with that is that it can cause you to pass out which is how I ended up in the hospital to begin with so that was um, my first surgery happened shortly thereafter oh, you have surgery yep I ended up having a ablation where they went in to kind of burn out the extra pathways and so on the heels of that um, I'm the youngest of three girls uh-huh. and my middle sister passed away from complications of a car accident oh. 
And she left behind a four-year-old daughter oh, who, fuck. you know, we were, now I work with a um, with a grief group at a at Crossroads Church. But at, at the time, I was just so unequipped to handle grief. You know, I kind of took on this role of like, you're the strong one, and you, how's everybody else doing? And so I went back to Arizona for about six weeks, kind of during this time. And I think that was really tragic about this story is that Arizona is a very uh, dad friendly state. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even though my sister had raised our my niece and uh, as did my uh, my parents in a very short amount of time after her passing, she was taken to go live with her father. So this is all to say that in in a very short amount of time, life happened in this kind of high that skateboarding and longboarding had provided for me. I just felt I, I just felt lost yeah. and just kind of like trying to get my bearings. And so it was during that time as, as hard and as challenging as it was that I, I really saw skateboarding as it wasn't a phase. Like so many around me had, had told me, you know, like whatever you need for this phase, but it wasn't a phase. It truly was a lifeline. And I wanted a community to share that with. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it, it moved from this, this casual, like, Oh, this is just something neat that, people are inspired by into what's now keep her wild um Mm. which is focused on empowering women through community and skateboarding and so you know at at its very core it's a home for badass women who are looking to grow in a fierce nature that helps them kind of chase that wild that i think is within all of us and we just happen to skateboard yeah um and so over the past year what's been really neat is that you know the community uh, of keeper wild has really been the ones to push this you know we had started off with retreats and people coming here to learn say, about, what's it look like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How, how, how to skate and you know fitness components and it's now moved into where this this idea of hashtag keeper wild is more about like how do you show up in your life in a fierce, bold way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the stuff that we always try to encourage people to do is like, you may be scared, right? Like you may not be super brave. You will definitely be scared. Everyone is fucking terrified yeah. all the time, but that's the the powerful thing about it. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and I think so many times, especially in this culture of like quotes, right? Like Pinterest quotes and we're saving Instagram quotes, you're going to be scared. And you'll have to do it scared, you know, like that's just the bottom line. And I, I, I moved from this, this place of trying to aspire to this woman who is fearless. Fuck that. I was scared every day, but you do it anyways. And then you leave brave. Um, and it's really more like, what does courage look like in the face of being unsure of yourself or, you know, like taking risks. Mm -hmm. And so now hashtag keeper wild is, it's people losing weight and it's people taking hikes and Mm -hmm. trips and learning languages or applying for jobs that they thought were so like out of their realm, but it took that kind of stepping out. And so for me, like, that's, what's really exciting is that while this started with skateboarding and it's still definitely a passion at the end of the day, I want to see women feel connected connected to one another yeah. and be able to thrive because they feel supported. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about this concept of fear a little bit more yes. because it's so, you know, it's, it's an emotion that I think a lot of people want to move away from. Obviously it's super uncomfortable. It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings, emotions that we can have. Yet, like I just said, everyone's afraid. And I, I had this realization, you know, probably, when I was around like 24, I went through this like weekend retreat called a landmark forum. I don't know if you ever heard of it, mm-hmm. but basically th- one of the big takeaways is you really get like through an exercise and this practice and through examination that everyone is afraid. And it's not that you have to be fearless in order to do something or being brave isn't having fear. 
it's it's acting even when you're afraid. And for me, this thought of, at least for me, it was comforting that if everyone's afraid, if like everyone's in the same boat, mm-hmm. then then what's stopping me? It kind of releases that paralyzation that you can feel from fear. And I just know in my own life, like whenever I feel really afraid, I take that as a trigger. To, like that's where I need to lean in. Like that's where I need to to go. Is that when it feels really bad. Mm-hmm. It's like I did with like sober October, you know, like I was like, there's no way I can be without coffee. I can't do that. I can't do that. And that's a very kind of like superficial kind of fear. But I was worried about like, would I have the same energy? Would I be able to be productive? Blah, blah, blah. Got through it, obviously. And that this little small thing of like that story that I told myself, I need coffee. I have to have coffee to take that away. I'm like, well, what else can I fucking do that? I thought I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and to share another story, I, there was this, oh my gosh, a couple years ago now, and really it was like kind of the catalyst, this podcast, honestly. And the podcast is something that I'd wanted to do for years. It was always in the back of my mind. I was always thinking about it. And I was doing Cycle Bar and they were introducing this Cycle Bar YP group. And they were like asking for people to like come be on the board. And I was like, I really should do this. Like, and, and this, there was no, I, no thought of the podcast yet, right? But I was like, I should really do this. Like, I can be more involved in the fitness community. I love fitness. But I was terrified. I was like, well, what if I don't get picked? Or what if I do it? I don't have time for other things. What if I can't make a commitment? What if I can't make a contribution? Like, I was like, honestly, afraid of it Mm -hmm. to do it. And I was like, you just got to fucking do it. You got to fucking do it. So I did it. And that's how I met my friend Andy, who I started the podcast with. And so it truly was like that in my mind, this thing that I was super, super afraid to do like doing that one thing, like just completely opened up the door, seemingly like unrelated. Right. Yeah. But like, you don't know what that door is going to lead to. Yeah. And you know, I think that you hit on something that's just so important around feeling equipped to do something. Um, you know, I, before I like officially started Keeper Wild, how fear played out for me was that I was not an expert. I couldn't do all the skateboarding tricks. Um, I was not accepted in the skateboarding community. Um, skate shops were still horrible to me and mm. very much treated me as an outsider. And there was, you know, so there, while there, there were women, there are women in the skateboarding community. Um, they were very different than me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was rolling in with skirts and big hair and mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, it was, now, thankfully, again, similar to the suburbs, a lot of that was my stuff. And kind yeah. of in my mind, it was worse than what the reality it would be. It always is. You know, there, there's this joke <laughs> that we talk about that what what is my worst case scenario of why I didn't want to go to a skate park? Some 17-year-old kid named Spencer is going to heckle me? Yes. I birthed a child. Yeah. I can handle a Spencer. <laughs> right. All right. Exactly. Like, cool it's Spencer. Exactly. I, what's he going to do? Heckle me? Yeah. Oh. No, laugh at you. I was 29. Get the fuck out yeah. of here, Spencer. <laughs> you don't care. You don't Get care. Get my board. I'm going to do it again. You know yeah. what? I'm using this half pipe. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Mama's trying to learn. Okay. <laughs> um, but, the, but this idea of like being equipped and feeling like we needed to be the expert. Mm-hmm. And when, um, you know, when I was kind of putting together the TED talk that really, this was the first time that I like sat in that of mm-hmm. like, wow, I stalled on this for a while. And it was the self doubt and the, there's someone who's better. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, and it was kind of all of these like chick thoughts, right? right. Like, like, why is it me? why we don't apply for those jobs? Right. Imposter you know? syndrome. What, what, they're going to figure me it? out. Yeah. Isn't there 
there some stat that like when you're looking at um like the qualifications for a job that women if they don't have one they won't apply whereas men all they need is one yeah just right. the one yep. i'm getting in the door you know yeah and and so when i when i reflect on fear and how it holds us back from starting something like in in a way where we don't feel like we're fully equipped for it you're going to get the tools if you're willing to put in the work like you were, you, you know, on that board and the podcast. Like, I mean, if, if you're willing to put in the work and kind of be lean into resilience, because that's something I mean, there's things are going to suck, like assume yes. it's going to go poorly. Um, and even, you know, like some of the gut check things that came from fear for me is that I was showing up better to learn to skateboard than I was professionally. Because with skateboarding, the assumption was this is gonna hurt, this is gonna take a while, you're not gonna be good at this initially, mm -hmm. and you gotta practice, practice, practice. Yeah. I had business ventures where I'm like, this is gonna work immediately, mm -hmm. you know? And so that when it didn't, when there was pain, when it was a longer process, I'm like, what is this? And, yeah. and there wasn't the same resilience and tenacity and willingness to embrace the beginner learning mentality yeah. as there was in skateboarding. So that was really a hard gut check of like, where am I not showing up really yeah. well? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that fear can be just such a helpful tool if you kind of are able to look at some of the gaps of like, how is it holding you back? And, and unfortunately for me, it took a while to really find some of those, like be willing to look in the mirror of like, okay, this can't be everybody else's problem. What am I doing? Yes. Right? Like, like where's some, right. some personal first. accountability. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not always easy. The inner work. Yeah. Yeah. And like really putting your ego in a chair and being like, Let's, we so got to learn. Right. Where You're not going to be here? good at it. And that's a hard, can be a hard pill to swallow. We want to be comfortable. We want it to be cushy. That's why we, you know, get into a routine, get into a ritual. Yeah. Which is great to be there, but it doesn't, it doesn't get you anywhere. Yep. You know, you know what? quotes those fucking like, right. I don't think magic right happens down. outside of your comfort zone, like all that shit. You're like, but it is true. Somebody pinned that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, I talked about kind of when I had that aha, aha moment and was looking around and like didn't recognize my life. One of the things I talked about is I didn't recognize my body and mm. that to me was so hard working in the fitness industry, knowing what to do um, and feeling like I couldn't be honest about what I was struggling in mm -hmm. um, because people looked up to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have the answers and even, you know, peers that I had that were trainers that could have helped me at the time. I didn't, I didn't want to be viewed as weak. Right. You didn't want to ask for help. Oh no, I think people in the fitness industry are the most susceptible to it because I mean, not only it, it's, it already is, you know, has an aesthetic about it. And mm -hmm. especially with Instagram, we have an idea of like, this is what fit looks like. If you don't look like that, well, then you're doing something wrong. Right. But but that they are supposed to be the experts in it. And it's like, yeah, you can be an expert and still everyone's body is going to look differently. <laughs> it's like, what a fucking crazy idea, you know? <laughs> you know, it's it's there's this really hot trend right now of people posting um, like makeup list, filter list pictures of themselves. Where I was like, see, like, don't believe everything that you see. I'm like, which it's a great message. But what's funny to me is that a lot of those times, those things are still so altered and it's your best possible. Like, show me that front camera when you pop it open. Like, let's, right. let's get real no, about what's right. happening here. No, it's like they post a picture <laughs> of them, like looking great. And they're like, I'm insecure about the one cellulite dimple on my leg and you're like bitch you look fucking great like this is not you're, you're not you're not brave here like, this is not uh, like or that or that they do get those accolades of like you are so brave and it's like how about a fucking firefighter you know that's someone that's brave you posting a picture of like you with a pimple it's not brave 
sucked. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what? I uh, in- Instagram is an, a very interesting beast because like this is a good segue because i want to talk to you about some of your like where your mark you i feel like you're such a marketer (laughs) and where does that come from or you know just like you know documenting and all that stuff yeah you know the it's funny because i'm i'm a big facetimer i i've no i mentioned i'm not a great texter Mm -hmm. or i'm certainly not a great caller backer Mm -hmm. i facetime people like hotcakes like i want to see you 20 years old right like here here's what's going on with me and um what what is so kind of what I try to moderate on my social media is, you know, <clears throat> I would say that I'm in real clothes, like less than 27. And real of the clothes time. are real. Oh yeah. That's, jeans, you know what? That, that's a really or... great. Yeah. So <laughs> real clothes to me is what I would say are adult appropriate clothing. Um, okay. I, I live, in I don't wear any gear. adult appropriate clothing. Okay. You look real cute right now. You look real adult right now. No, I'm not wearing a bra. You can see my nipple through <laughs> my shirt. Um, I have like a heeled boot on. Diddy's out. Yeah. Diddy's out. <laughs> Sorry guys. This is just, it's, you know what? Our girl, she hooked me up with two whiskeys because she's like, I don't girl, drink like, whiskey. My girl, she she drinks some whiskey. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, it's, you're talking okay, about yeah, you, yeah, you so wearing clothes like an adult, re, re, adult clothes. And so there, for for me, you know, I mentioned I tend to gravitate more towards a tomboy, but mm-hmm. I love I love makeup. Doesn't yeah. mean I wear it all the time. I love I love getting dressed up. Yeah. I love kind of get. But what I don't love are khakis and polos and the kind of in between. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm very much kind of two extremes. And so you know what I try to kind of walk a line on Instagram is you know as you mentioned so much of what we do is whether it's for brands or promotional stuff mm-hmm. and it's that's like glam it is like it's big hair it's glam squad it's yeah. that that's big and i and i super love that and i love that i have that facet mm-hmm. but i really and, and i part of what i try to document so much on my stories just like my life which is everything from memes and dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> to you know like me again in that 5 day bun with yeah. so much dry shampoo that my hair is like wildly flammable um in you, you know in so workout much hair you can so just, much like, hair put it into a knot you wouldn't even need it's to do so anything much hair with it. um it's, it's always amazing. funny to me when people are like i know that's fake i'm like it is not uh, my that's a compliment uh, it's like, <laughs> nice like, weave right yeah like all right fine <laughs> keep thinking that um, but I, you know, so that one of the things that I like, I really try to show is that so much of like my stories, I am not in makeup and I am in like just hot mess express because I think part of what I love about social media and people that I follow that I don't know is that window into their life of, I yeah. feel like I know them, you know, right. like, you know, they're what's happening with them. Like, I think that they're funny. And so I, I really try to show that not only with kind of our inner circle of keeper wild and live the pride, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, everything to like with my daughter where it's nothing about that is, is perfect. You know, yeah. I, it's, I am not a perfect mom. I lose my cool. Yeah. I send her with pasta to school more often than not. She's not always getting all of the vegetables, but you know, she's so fun and we're really fun together and she yeah. loves to have adventures. And so I, I really try to show everything of like, this is, I yeah. just crushed it today and then yeah. other days i'm like oh she was the worst she's in a box that says free outside yeah. my house somebody come get her <laughs> right and and um, i'm so interested in this because as someone too who shares a lot of their life on social media this idea of like you know being authentic people want to see authenticity mm. but like how much of it really from anyone can right. be authentic because we are still deciding what we are putting out there 
how we're putting it out there. Sure. Reg- you know, regardless of Curated filter life. or not yeah. filter, like it's still a decision. Mm-hmm. It's still in a way, honestly, I would argue like strategic. So 100%. it's like, ha- like how, you know, is there, is there really any possibility where it can come from this authentic place? And like, how do we mm-hmm. kind of manage that line of, like you said, I mean, a lot of it too is promotion, which it should be. Instagram is a great tool for helping people with their businesses, with their brands, right. whatever it is. And a lot of time now, especially, you are a brand, mm-hmm. like your own persona. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you're selling. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, that's a really, that. Chrissy, that's such a great point because I, you know, like looking back a couple years ago, I had run into some really challenging business. Um, you know, I talked about kind of how I was showing up. Uh, professionally, I didn't feel like was matching like the same humbleness that Mm -hmm. I was walking into Mm. with skateboarding. And, you know, when I I think of that time, social media was a prison because the forward facing was things were fine. Again, almost to the, almost to kind of the body image when I was overweight after I gave birth, Mm -hmm. um, I, I wasn't reaching out for help. And Mm -hmm. so as a result, business suffered because I didn't, you know, I was locked into that persona um, of this is fine. I don't need help. And and part of that is I tend to be more on the self-reliant side to my detriment sometimes. I am too. um, Where I'm like, I'm going to figure this out and I don't want to look weak and I don't want to be humbled and... I can do it on my own. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, you know, I, it has taken me now in my 30s such a I just feel like now I'm really embracing that and I have just missed so many opportunities and things have just gone sideways in countless scenarios in my life um because of that unwillingness to be coachable or teachable yeah um and I think that a a lot of times what I at the time thought was confidence Mm -hmm. was really bravado and um it was self-serving and 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 really harmful as far as like life choices and kind of where things were and so with with social media that for a period of time really was a prison of I had relationships um like even like friendships where I felt like I couldn't be authentic of like business fucking sucks right now. Like this blows and I hate it and I feel burnt out and all these things, but you still, it was a content machine, right? Mm -hmm. Everything was online and you couldn't put those things out. Um, and so, yeah, no one wants to put out like, I'm failing at this. Yeah. I hate these clients. I hate them. Right. Right. No one's listening. No uh, one's supporting my Patreon. Like no one wants to fucking say that. We, we had actually even talked about this at coffee. Um, with, you know, it, it's it's kind of a it can be a little messy with even something like a podcast. Um, when I first started our podcast, uh, this was around around the time of I was just so burnt out of filtering what I was saying. Yeah. Um. And so the so we made this podcast, which is Hold My Purse, and it came it evolved mm-hmm. from this name of like, you know what, some shit's about to go down. I can't yes. do it with my hands full. Yes. Somebody hold this. These right. shoes are coming off. Right. And it was it was again this kind of like trying to get out of the cage and this this taming that had happened. Now in my thirties, I'm like, I want real. I want yeah. gritty. And especially for women, you know, like if you're not in good community. I th- just think that that is a yearning of our soul. I agree. You know, it's like absolutely necessary. Talk it's, an, to it's a me. non-negotiable. You have to have. A, you have to have other women in your circle. And so, with you know, with um, kind of the the growth of 
of Keeper Wild initially, um, we had a lot of crossover from our Live the Pride community. Mm-hmm. And I just just recently, one of our gals, Kaylee, who has become a dear friend, has come to the retreats. Um, she, when, when I was telling her about the TED Talk, and I, I felt like, I was I had been reaching to tell a story that wasn't mine and Mm -hmm. it was like Megan trying to do a TED talk Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't my story and Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of conflict of like how do I just tell my story Mm -hmm. like in hoping that it helps someone and the feedback that she gave me um as someone who had first her first introduction to us was online she's out in Seattle Mm -hmm. and she's like before I knew you I knew you I knew what you were doing and, and I knew that you like were just badass mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted. And that's how I felt like I knew you. And, and just that feedback of when you really are putting out you, yeah, you're going to attract the right people. Yeah. Fuck those followers yeah. that you lost. You know, I can yeah. remember being so honed in on like the third party tracking apps of like who was viewing our profile, who oh. unfollowed us, who left a nasty comment oh, that God. would for, for the business owners or trainers that, that get wrapped up in that stuff. It is a full-time job and, and like two unfollows would ruin my day, oh. especially if it was like people I kind of knew or like acquaintances. Oh, I'm I like, wouldn't what? even want that. It I was, don't want to know. It was awful. Yeah. And, and again, and that like contributed to this prison of like, why do I care about these people? And no. so that when I started putting out a message and a life that really, that was, that was real and the skating stuff that I love, like, fuck if this isn't going to get those views. Yeah. Because that for so long, I pandered to is this going to get views? And I know that this does well, but I don't really care about that. And it was just this soul sucking cycle. And so that even when, even though we lost followers initially, the people that we were getting, they were our people. Yeah. And they're engaged and it's like what you want. They're engaged. And and it's people like Kaylee, you know, who has now from years ago has now become a dear friend. And so the, that's how my community has been formed. And for me, all the things that I kind of love about this badass life I've created has been because I have had these kind of women come around me that are like, yeah, let's do that. Let's definitely do that. You know? Um, and so that's, I like, if there's one thing that I could say, whether it's guys or girls on here is that, you know, if you have any relationship with social media from professionally or or personally, um, there's just so many lies with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it can be such a powerful tool to, to, for connection. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you're willing to be a little vulnerable and not get wrapped up with who's viewing and who's unfollowing and this didn't get any likes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about this at coffee, like, and I so appreciate, and you got me, you got me thinking a lot when we were with coffee of, you know, doing video or like whatever it is to like up engagement and whatever. And honestly, it's not something that I've been thinking about. Right. I've just been focused on putting out content. Like Mm -hmm. I've just been focused on the podcast and like, the meat and potatoes like the what how I view like my core business like this medium and it's a way for me it's like to just be totally expressive to not hold anything back and like lean into the times when I'm really afraid to talk about something that is heavy with me or you know talk about things that I'm going through like if I don't want to do it that fucking for sure means I better do it yeah and it I I think that while yes I, I see the like that will get you in my mind pretty far I think that that I think I think that to me is like definitely something I want to be holding on to and be like an anchor to me but I do also want to be like okay well then like do I need to move to video or like what's kind of like the next step to like keep evolving because while like this is my art this is my craft 
I don't want to lose sight. And this is where I think like I could definitely use the help. Like one of my weak spots is like, okay, well then how do I now take a step out of like the artist view and be like, okay, how do we like grow this? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, I'm appreciative of our coffee because you kind of got my my wheel spin. And also, if we're talking about fear, I think I've been way too afraid to even be like, I want to grow it because then- In case what? it doesn't happen. In case it doesn't happen. Yeah. What if I can't do it? You know, I've, I've come from this space of, and it's true that like, it's my creative outlet. It is my passion and that and that's for real. But if I'm being honest, like, of course I want to expand the reach. Like I want people to hear like, I want to be able to, you know, make an impact in the community or like help people work through really difficult shit that I'm also working through. But it's like, I haven't been able to kind of even say that to myself, mm-hmm. you know? I'll drink to that. Okay. Okay. okay Chrissy. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Okay. So wait, I want to take um a little, a little kind of j- jigsaw turn. Yes. Um, clearly you are like, got a lot going on right you got fucking two cell phones i don't know anyone (laughs) that has two only really important people in my mind have two cell phones but you know what you gotta describe what you're seeing one of these is so ratchet and like doesn't matter doesn't matter it's clear you got a lot going on (laughs) it's clear that you're fierce badass all these things you fucking skateboard it's like don't need to say anything else i'm interested to know i'm always interested to know what these type of you know women that are living out loud how do you take care of yourself Ooh, that's a great question um i tend to be uh an introverted extrovert mm-hmm. so while i can turn it on in a, in a group and i can lead retreats and um and i really enjoy speaking in front of people some things i hate are having to go to a party where i don't know anybody i mean does anyone like that i mean i don't (laughs) there are people out there (laughs) i think there's this assumption sometimes with people that can be outgoing that you know they love being around new people and get to let me get to know it i'm gonna be everybody's fast i do love that but i want to go to a party and still have someone that i know i don't want to go by myself yeah so 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 maybe it's just not knowing everybody. Um, I, from a personal level, really have a hard time in groups when it's, um, it's all the initial small talk mm-hmm. and getting to know each other. And, um, it's, it, it's a big energy taker for, for me. Mm-hmm. And part of what, you know, I just in the last year, this is while I, I've been in Cincinnati for a while, I would say in the last six months to a year, this is the first time that I've actually gotten out and like met local business owners which is horrible to say Mm -hmm. um but i really resisted this idea of like i live in cincinnati you know i i traveled a fair amount um but i didn't claim cincinnati i'm from arizona that's Mm -hmm. my home that's where i'm from and so um you know something happened for me when i was willing to put myself out there and really specifically meeting female business owners and podcasters and just Mm -hmm. people in the area where that was a big push outside of my comfort zone. And so now kind of what self-care looks for me, um, I say that there's three really big things. Um, I am a huge homebody. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that I'm such a bad texter, um, and sometimes emailer and caller mm-hmm. back is that for me doing the social media stuff, um, meeting people, even client uh like group calls that all is all big energy takers for me and so how i shut down is i put my phones away i don't you know if i for uh, many years i was 
accessible all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. You send me an email too. I'm responding it too. You know, like I was fully zero boundaries. Yeah. Completely. Whatever you want, whatever. And, and I felt like, um, my, in my dummy brain, I thought that that showed I was committed and I was dedicated. But what I have actually found of myself is that when people are like that to me, when they're, they're, Every time I call, they answer right away or they, and there's just no boundaries. Um, I actually feel like I'm getting a lower quality product mm-hmm. out of them, whatever it That's be, whether it's a service or whatever. So true, Megs. You know, because it's just, it, it waters it down. And I saw that true for me where I resented clients. I resent when really it was my thing, like yeah. set, set boundaries and people will respect them. Yeah. Um, so for me, how I, that's a long winded answer for how I shut down is, um, I, I kind of turn all my, all yeah. of my, all of my electronics <laughs> off, all the things. sounds like I have a Butler too. Yeah. handle this for me, Alfred. Yeah. Take it. I'll see it in the morning. Make me a drink. Hold my calls. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like really important guys. Just kidding. I'm not. Um, so that would be one. Uh, I am a, I'm a big, fitness not in that you know I uh my my background I mentioned out before training was I taught group classes mm-hmm. boot camps and spin and yeah. um and now you know we, we still do those but I actually hate those workouts mm-hmm. from a personal level mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't want to talk to people I don't want to be in a group yeah um I want to work out with me with a banging playlist yeah. I, you know m- for me like music is life and yeah. feeds my soul I feel like I have a playlist for everything Ooh, love, so love I, I are mean, you on like, Spotify can I follow you I am yeah we have we have keeper wild playlists on Spotify right. actually always um, looking for new music perfect love it. I just love Love, love music. And, um, and so for me, uh, a workout that I can just put those headphones on and grind and mm-hmm. throw some heavy weight around yeah. and really push myself and feel alive. Like that's a, a huge recharger for me. Um, and then just kind of, you know, I, I talked about turning my phones off and stuff, just being home and in the stillness yeah. and like, you know, I, I'm not a big TV person, but sometimes for me, it's just like a good switch Fuck off. Yeah. Just turn the brain <laughs> a little off. parks and rec, a little office. No, I mean, I don't watch anything new. I mean, I watch oh. game of Thrones. Like that was it. Like I don't start new stuff. I like what I like. And I was like, you know, whatever. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But I, um, you know what I would say that kind of some of the life giving stuff that I do, uh, is I, I love to travel, see family, travel and see our, our keeper wild girls. Um, so that's always kind of like a fun in between, you know, I, I kind of have this introverted side, but for me being around people that are close friends and mm-hmm. traveling is great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Megs. What does being fit mean to you? Ooh, what being fit, uh, to me now, uh, cause I think that this definition has really evolved over time. Yeah. Um, but what being fit now is, is really two things. One, are you confident and capable with the body that you're in? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that we're always evolving and that doesn't mean that your abs are coming in. Although mm-hmm. I think that that's important to fuel your, your body with stuff that's going to sustain you. Yeah. Um, but you know, are, are you able to live a rich life because you are taking care of your body? Yeah. Um, so that would be kind of the, the first thing. The second thing on what does a fit life look like? Um, I, I really think it's gotta be a, a full 360 of like, you know, if you have banging abs, again, I'm going to use X as an easy mm-hmm. analogy, but because everyone <laughs> fucking wants abs for some dumb fucking reason, right? like me if included, like, why does it fucking matter <laughs> at all? Why do we think that if you're super, disciplined in your your workouts and nutrition and you are full throttle and seeing progress and you love your body and that's great but the rest of your life is a mess yeah 
What's it for? You know, I I, I think that balance is an illusion. I think that there's always going to be imbalances um, in like a personal, professional life, fitness, whatever. Um, There's going to be those pendulums. But I I think that, you know, a, a fit life is when you're really striving to find growth in each area Mm -hmm. and kind of push uh, where you can, whether Mm -hmm. it's spiritually, relationally, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Where can people follow you? <laughs> okay, so you can find me, Where Megs. can they see your dry shampoo? <laughs> dry, all Where can they the see your shampoo. skateboard tricks? You guys got to check out her yeah, right? skateboard tricks. She's so <laughs> fucking cool. Uh, so you can find me, Megs, uh, on Instagram. That's I, I have a Facebook account. I don't use it. Instagram, at Hustle and Lift, and yeah. is spelled out, at Hustle and Lift. Um, and that's on Spotify and Apple Music as well. Ooh, yeah. And then our Keep Her Wild community is at Keep Her Wild HQ. And we also use the hashtag Keep Her Wild, and that's how our community finds one another mm-hmm. um just tagging everything that they feel like makes them bold um, yep. our websites are the same keeperwildhq.com and ted talk is coming up uh, yeah. here in cincinnati december Sold 4th out event Sold but we can out. but we can we can see it online somewhere right yep yep it'll be on the main ted talk uh web page in i think it takes about eight weeks from the event okay. so closer we'll, to march we'll make sure that we let people know about that yeah awesome. and christy thanks so much for having me out having whiskey for me girl we, thank this you great. thank you so much for coming i appreciate Appreciate you for empowering me too. It's good <laughs> stuff. Guys, follow the podcast at What the Fit Podcast. Me at Chrissy Grody. Should we do videos? We'll talk about the videos. We'll see what's coming. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.